with all of my heart that God has placed a message for this service upon my heart today. If you would like to read the Word of God with me, I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of Joel. The book of Joel, chapter 2. And I want to begin reading with verse number 23. So Joel chapter 22, beginning with the 23rd verse. The Spirit of God speaks by the prophet, and he says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. God said, you've, you've enjoyed a, a shower of blessing, but I'm going to cause the former rain and the latter rain. He's talking about the spring rains and the, the fall rains. He said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give all, I'm going to give it to you all at one, at one month. And the floors, the threshing floors, shall be filled with wheat. And the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. Verse 25, he says, and I will restore. Everybody say the word restore. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. And the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. My great army which I sent among you. He says, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God. You will thank him that he hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning. Ask you to bow your heads and let us pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the opportunity to be in the house of God. I thank you this morning, Lord, for the spirit and the presence of God that I feel, that I sense here in this place. I pray today, Heavenly Father, that you will give me divine utterance, that you will inspire what I speak, that you will put your words in my mouth, that you will anoint me with the anointing of the Holy Spirit that gives divine capability. Honor your name, glorify your name, edify your people. Bless me here this morning to be a blessing. Give us liberty in the house of the Lord today to speak. And for all of these things, we will be eternally grateful. And we will be thankful for them in the name of Jesus, we ask. And everyone in agreement said amen. So I want to title what the Lord has laid upon my heart this morning. 
Halftime turnaround. Halftime turnaround. I want to direct your attention this morning to a football game that took place just a few weeks ago. August the 31st. It was the first game of the 2019 season for the Boise State Broncos. But this was not just an ordinary, run-of-the-mill, everyday kind of game. This was a big deal. This game was against the mighty Seminoles of Florida State University. This game was against an NCAA Division I opponent that we had never played before. Have you ever watched the Seminoles of Florida play football? They are a rather intimidating looking bunch. They, uh, they have a long winning tradition. And they have this Osceola Indian chief look-alike that rides a beautiful Appaloosa horse. And he comes out from underneath the grandstands. He's dressed in a war bonnet and war paint. Rides to the middle of the field and causes the horse to rear up on its hind legs. And then he slams a spear right into the middle of the field. Declaring that it is time to go to war. FSU is home of the tomahawk chop. I mean, here at BSU, you know, we have one side that goes, Boise, and the other side goes, stay. Well, that's kind of cool, but it's really not that intimidating. <laughs> FSU, they have a stadium full of 82,000 people doing the tomahawk chop. And they go, you get 82,000 people doing that. I mean, you know, that's a sight to see. <laughs> this was a big deal for our Boise State troop. This was not a game that was to be taken lightly. In fact, this game had been on the schedule for a very long time. The game was actually scheduled and set on the schedule in 2013. They have what they call a home and home series. And the agreement was that they would host us in 2019 and that we will host them next year. September the 19th, 2020. It was a big deal. This was a game that was against a team that had won six divisional titles, 18 conference titles, and three national championship titles. This was a game against a team that competes in a much more powerful conference than the Mountain West. They compete in the ACC or the Atlantic Coast Conference while the Boise State Broncos participate and compete in the Mountain West. And to make matters worse, to make matters even more challenging, the game was originally supposed to be played in Jacksonville, a neutral site. 
But because of Hurricane Dorian barreling down on the Florida coast, the game was moved from Jacksonville back to Tallahassee. The home of the Seminoles. So not only are we facing a superior team from a superior conference, now they have home field advantage. Now they have their home crowd and their home stadium and their home field and all of the experts, all of the analysts, all of the gurus, the, the experts in football didn't give us much of a chance. In fact, I will read to you what Brian Leonard, who is from the Las Vegas Oddsmakers racket, this is what he had to say. And I quote, you can watch it on YouTube. This is the way he said it. We got a Boise State team here <laughs> that's starting a freshman quarterback. And he's traveling all the way across country, 2,000 miles, to play against a Florida State team that has a lot more talent than what they normally face in the Mountain West. And then he went on to say, I got Florida State ranked number six in talent in the United States. And I have Boise State ranked at number 59 in overall talent. So what I'm saying this morning is most folks didn't give us a chance. They thought that we were playing out of our league. They thought that we were outclassed and we were under-talented. And they thought that this game was pretty much a David and Goliath scenario. I couldn't wait to watch the game. I'm a fan. I turned on the football game. I got all my stuff ready and I'm going to watch the game. And it... And they kicked the ball off, and it went downhill in a hurry. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Broncos, by the first quarter, the score was six, Boise State, and the mighty Seminoles had 21 in the first quarter. I'm like, boy, this doesn't look good. At the end of the half time, I mean, all we managed in that, in, that, in that first quarter was just, all we managed was two field goals. And they had run up 21 points. By halftime, the second quarter didn't improve much. And by halftime, the score was 19 to 31. Some folks would have just shut off the TV. It's not our day. Some teams would have just laid down and said, well, I guess we are out of our league. But I want to tell you what happened. I don't know what the coach's speech sounded like at halftime. I don't know what kind of halftime adjustments that they made to the game plan. But what I do know is that from the time that the second half started to the moment that the final seconds ticked off of the clock, 
Boise State held the mighty Seminoles to 68 total yards. And they outscored them with 17 unanswered points. And when time ran out, the score was Boise State 36 and the mighty Seminoles 31. That, my friends, is what you call a halftime turnaround. That is what you call a halftime turnaround. Pastor Gary, what in the world does any of that have to do with our text? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Because what I want us to see this morning is that God is a master of halftime turnarounds. What I want us to see this morning is that no matter how badly things are going, God is able to turn it around. Amen. I, no matter how, may, you may feel like turning off the TV and you may feel like just shutting it down, but I'm here to tell you this morning, amen, God is a master of halftime turnaround. It's part of his portfolio. <laughs> Let me give you some historical context for our text this morning. Because of their disobedience and because of their sinful ways and attitudes toward God, God's people had suffered complete destruction of their entire harvest by a plague that God sent among them. Not just one year, but year after year. For four years, they were embattled with famine and with lack. And there were swarms of locusts amen, that had marched like an army through their crops and through their fields. Multitudes of canker worms and palmer worms had devoured the land, leaving them agriculturally impoverished and devastated. They are down for the count. Multitudes of caterpillars had swept through their crops and their vineyards, leaving a wake of nothing but destruction and devastation in their path. But God's people had listened to the prophet and they had repented of their evil way. And God unleashed a wave of mercy and grace upon his people. And God says to them, the years that the locusts have eaten up and the years that the canker worm and the palmer worms and the caterpillars have destroyed, I'm going to restore it unto you. I'm going to give you a halftime turnaround. Our text this morning is all about restoration. Our text is about a halftime turnaround. It's about renewal and revitalization. It's about restitution and compensation. God declares to his people that I'm going to open the windows of heaven and I'm going to give you the former rain and the latter rain all in one month and your fields are going to be productive and prosperous again here he says be glad children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God 
for he hath given you the former rain moderately. But he's going to cause to come down the rain, the former and the latter in the first month. And the floors, the threshing floors are going to be full of wheat. I'm going to give you abundance. Where there has been lack, I'm going to give you supply. He says, I'm going to restore to you the years uh, that the locusts have eaten. And I'm going to, amen, restore the years that the canker worm uh, and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, uh, amen, and all of the things that the enemy has robbed from you, I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to restore it to you. God is saying, I'm going to give back to you everything that the enemy has taken from you. Amen. You hear what I'm saying this morning. I'm going to restore to you everything that the enemy has taken from you. Let me ask you a question this morning. Has the enemy taken something from you? Has the enemy robbed you of your joy? Has the enemy robbed you of your peace? Has he robbed you of your health? Amen. I came to tell you this morning that God can give you a halftime turnaround and God can restore everything that the enemy has taken from you. God is saying, I'm going to restore your material prosperity. And all of the farms and the vineyards of the nation are going to be healed. And I'm going to restore and heal the land. I'm going to make sure that the threshing floors are filled with grain. And the vats or the vats of wine and fat overflow. Amen. I'm going to give you production. Amen. Those years that were lost and those years that were taken from you and those years that seemed to be wasted time. I'm going to give it back to you, pressed down, good measure, shaken together and running over. I'm going to give you a halftime turnaround that causes you to come out victorious in the end. Mm. Amen. God promises that he's going to restore their respect and their honor. He promises that he's going to restore their peace and their national security. Amen. He says, where there's been failure, I'm going to give you success. Where there's been lack and deficiency, I'm going to give you abundance and plenty. Where there has been weakness and inability, I'm going to give you strength and security. Where there's been insecurity and limitation, I'm going to give you fullness and I'm going to give you sufficiency. Amen. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? God wants to do that in your life. God says, I, I'm going to restore unto you all that the enemy has robbed from you. I'm going to restore the years that the locusts and the caterpillar and all of those wasted efforts. I'm going to restore. I'm going to give success and prosperity. I want you to understand this morning that God is a God of turnarounds. God is a God of halftime turnarounds. God's portfolio is all about halftime turnarounds. When God began to put this word upon my heart, I began to just meditate upon it and begin to think of all of the things in the word of God, all of the times that God turned something around. And I want to give you just a few examples. 
I want to give you a few biblical examples. In the book of Esther, Mordecai and the Jews were about to be exterminated because of the evil plot of a man by the name of Haman. But by the end of the second half, Mordecai was honored and exalted and Haman was hanged on his own gallows. That's a halftime turnaround. In the book of Ruth, by halftime, Ruth had lost her husband and her entire family. But by the end of the second half, she was about to be the bride of the richest man in town. That's a halftime turnaround. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were down at halftime and found themselves in a fiery furnace. But when time ran out on the clock in the second half, they walked out of the fiery furnace, even unharmed, unsinged, and without the smell of smoke upon their garments. That is a halftime turnaround. Daniel was down at halftime found himself in a lion's den with a bunch of hungry lions. But by the next morning, there was a halftime turnaround. And when he walked out of the lion's den, he walked out without so much as a scratch upon his body. Halftime, when they crucified Jesus, uh, amen, he had given up the ghost and he had died. Uh, and it looked like the game was over. But when, uh, amen, when the sun came up on Sunday morning, uh, amen, in the second half, uh, God spoke to his son uh, and he arose out of the grave victorious over sin over death and over the grave that is a halftime turnaround hallelujah by the end of the first half in the life of Joseph he had already been sold into slavery accused of a crime he didn't commit and cast into prison that, 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 you, you talk about a bad half, that's the first couple of quarters that don't look too good. But let me just tell you, by the end of the second half, he was prime minister in Egypt. That's a halftime turnaround. By the end of the first half, Saul was found persecuting the church. But after the halftime turnaround, that same guy had a new name, a new heart, and a new mission. And he was found preaching the gospel. That's a halftime turnaround. Amen, amen, amen. Lazarus was dead. At the end of the first half, but at the end of the second half, Jesus was saying, loose him and let him go because he came up out of the grave at the command of the Lord. That's a halftime turnaround. Amen. I came somebody to tell the I came this morning to tell somebody that the enemy would like for you to believe that the victory is out of reach. The enemy would like for you to believe that you don't stand a chance. The enemy would like for you to believe that the game is over. But I came to tell you this morning that it's only halftime. I came to tell you this morning there's a lot of game left yet to play. I came to tell you today that it ain't over until the fat lady sings. <laughs> Pastor Gary, that's not politically correct. <laughs> I'll put it another way. 
It ain't over until the cal calorically challenged lady sings. <laughs> you say, but Pastor Gary, you don't understand. Oh, I know you've thrown a few interceptions. I know you fumble the ball a few times. I know that the enemy keeps running up the score. I know you've made some mistakes along the way. I know you've missed out on some opportunities along the way. But I know at this point in your life that it may look like it's over. But I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which we commit unto him against that day. I believe God can give you a halftime turnaround. Just stay in the game. God sent me here this morning, I believe with all of my heart, with a word burning in my spirit for the last week. God is the author of halftime turnarounds. God is about to restore some wasted years in our life. God is about to restore some things that the enemy has robbed and devoured from our life. He's about to restore some of the years that the canker worms and the caterpillar and the locusts have eaten and taken from us. God is about to restore, amen, some things that have been devoured. I declare, amen, a supernatural restoration in your life this morning. I declare in the name of Jesus that there be supernatural increase in your life. Amen. Your Jericho is about to fall. Your Red Sea is about to part. Amen. You may be down, but I came to tell you, you are not out. You may be outnumbered, but I came to tell you, you're not outgunned. Hmm. Amen. God is about to give someone in this place that has faith to believe and receive. God is about to give you a half-time turnaround. Mm. I don't know whether to just shout, holler, or run. Mm. I feel it in my spirit this morning. God is about to give you a half-time turnaround. Amen. By the spirit of the living God. Amen. I believe with all of my heart. Dead dreams like Lazarus are about to live again. Somebody here in this house this morning. Somebody here in this house this morning needs to tell the devil enough is enough. Somebody needs to serve notice on the enemy. Amen. I've had enough hell and frustration in my life. I've had enough fear and confusion in my life. I've had enough defeat and discouragement. I've had enough lack and insufficiency. I've had enough disappointment. And I'm ready for some victory in my life. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to look hell right in the eye this morning and tell them, you know what? I know I'm down in the score, but it's just the beginning of the third quarter. <sighs> Hello? In the name of Jesus, there's about to be a change. 
There's about to be, I'm, oh my God, I feel it in my spirit. There's about to be a change. Amen. I know you've been struggling. I know, amen, that the enemy says it ain't going to happen. Amen. The devil is a liar. It is going to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. You just watch. You can't have a testimony without a test. You can't have a miracle, amen, without having a need. I came to tell somebody, God has heard your cry and he's going to turn it around. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll just quit right now. Hallelujah. Somebody has a financial situation that you've been trying to doctor it and it's just getting worse. I came to tell you, God's about to give you a halftime turnaround. You need a miracle in your life, in your body. I came to tell you, God is about to give you a halftime turnaround. Amen. You need health issues uh, or you have health issues. Uh, God's about to give you a turnaround. Uh, amen. I came to prophesy to somebody in this place uh, this morning that God is the author of turnaround from Genesis to Revelation. His word is filled with turnarounds. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. This morning, early, after I forced myself out of bed and away from my wife, she told on me, <laughs> I, I was teasing her, I said, well, we just stay right here and we'll surprise them and not show up. <laughs> she, she said, because you're the pastor. <laughs> okay. So I crawled up out of bed and went to the patio with my notes. And while I was sitting there studying and contemplating and praying and God began to bring back Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. The Bible said that Ezekiel, God picks him up and carries him and sets him down in the midst of a valley that's full of dead, dry, parched, sun-baked, sun-bleached bones. And God says to the prophet, can these bones live again? Isaiah said, I don't know, God. That's a, that's a pretty big impossibility. God says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel says, Lord, you know. And Ezekiel, looking at this field of bones and the impossibility, and God said to him, prophesy. Speak the word of the Lord. Speak the word of the Lord. Prophesy to these bones. Say bones. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. And the Bible said when Ezekiel began to speak the word of God. Amen. He began to prophesy to those bones that there was a shaking. The Bible said behold there was a shaking and a noise. And bones started coming together. Bone to his bone. Amen. And he said when he got through prophesying. Amen. God said now breathe upon him in the breath of life. 
life came into them. And the Bible said that they stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. I came to tell somebody, God is breathing on your situation right now and bringing it back to life. Hallelujah. You may be down, but you are not out. I feel a turnaround in my spirit. I feel restoration in my spirit. I feel like there is a turnaround kind of anointing in this house. Hey man, you may be, hey man, you may be down and it looks like the game is out of reach, but God sent me here to tell you today that you're about ready for a breakthrough. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Hey man, keep trusting in the Lord and just see what God doesn't do in the second half. Hallelujah. The anointing of the Holy Spirit destroys every yoke. Every yoke. It's a season of new beginnings. A season of fresh anointing. I prophesy a turnaround in your life today. Amen. What do you mean, Pastor Gary? You prophesy. I speak the word of the Lord. Let your situation be turned around in Jesus' name. Let your situation be turned around in Jesus' name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. I'm going to quit. I got, I got a few more notes hanging out here, but I'm going to quit. I, I want to pray for some people this morning. Amen. Let just bow your heads if you will. Amen. I don't know who God sent me here to preach to this morning, but God is speaking to some hearts right now. And God says, I got a halftime turnaround on you. Amen. On the agenda for you. Don't give up. Amen. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. Amen. It ain't over yet. There's more game to play just stay in the game keep putting forth the right kind of effort and just see what I won't do mm. hallelujah in Jesus name in Jesus name heads bowed eyes closed heavenly father in the name of the Lord this morning in the name of the Lord this morning you know situations, you know hearts, you know needs, you know lives. I pray right now, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, for a turnaround. I know they are down at the half. But God, it ain't over till you say it's over. You, it ain't over till you say it's over. In Jesus' name this morning. Let there be a turnaround in lives and situations and we will give the glory unto our God. In the name of the Lord, we ask these things. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Go ahead and begin to play. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is speaking to your heart right now. God is speaking to your heart right now. I'm going to give you a change. I'm going to give you a turnaround. I know you're down. I know you're down, but you ain't out. You're, you're not out, son. You're not out, daughter. I know, you, I know you're outnumbered, but you ain't outgunned. Heaven is on your side. I know it doesn't look good, but that's all right. Ain't nothing impossible with your God. 
Amen. Heads about, eyes closed. If that's you this morning and you're, God's dealing with your spirit and you need God to turn a situation around, I want you just to slip up your hand and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. In the name of the Lord, that's me. That's me. Don't set up in here this morning and miss out on what God wants to do. If God's speaking to you and that's you, say, that's me. That's me. I release right now in Jesus' name open doors. I release right now new jobs, new position, increase, new income. I, I decree right now, amen, fruitful, amen, fruitful. I declare a fruitful womb in the name of the Lord. I declare right now in the name of Jesus, amen, a, a turnaround. I know what the enemy said. The enemy is a liar and the truth is not in him. God's word is absolute truth. Amen. If you lifted your hand, I want you just to step out. Amen. To the nearest aisle, come and stand right here in the front. I want to pray with you.